You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that thing. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dads reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we run longer and sleep less because it's the only way to review Iron Will. Eddie, we have finally come out of 1993. It's been been a couple months. It was a long one. It was a long one. And it's only going up up from here it's only going longer like we said in the intro <laughs> now, it, into it. it it is amazing that um when you look back on disney movies you only maybe remember kind of some of the the peaks shall i say some of the, yes. the big the big ones but to realize no they were in the 90s just cranking out movies um which was a, a big part of their their strategy in it it worked for them. Yes, yes. Uh, and to remind you, listeners, if you are just joining us for the first time, why are we talking about 1994? That's because we are walking through all the movies, not our favorite movies, all, all of the, the movies, movies <laughs> from 1988 <laughs> to 2005. I had a listener, actually a listener's mom, reach out to me today saying, hey, why? I see you guys are jumping around like... What are you guys doing? Why are you choosing these movies? It sounds like you don't like some of them. So why are you reviewing them? That's because we are doing all of them. Every single one. I think, Eddie, you found this on D23's website, the official movie list. Yes. So we went to the official uh, D23, which is the Disney like sanctioned fan club, and they list all of their movies based off of year. Um, that was like officially like Walt Disney Studios films. So this is why there's a mixture of animation, live action. Um, and especially in the 90s, this was something that they began to to do more of, um, which was kind of their their thought was if we make l- more films at a lower budget, so lower risk, it increases the opportunity for us to kind of have those big runaway hits. And so in the 90s, they were just cranking out movies. Yep. And that's why we get bogged down in years like 1993 that just has a random assortment of all different <laughs> types of movies. Yep. Um, and we do the hard work for you, all our faithful listeners. You. Yep. And we watch these movies. Some we have seen. Some we're like, what? That's a Disney movie? Yes. And uh, we work through them and we tell you our honest, true feelings and thoughts about them so you can go watch them or you can just enjoy us rambling on about them. But we finally move into a new year, 1994. What do you remember about 1994? So we would have been seven years old. Is that correct? Yeah. We started second grade. Second grade, Mrs. Miller's class out in the modulars. Yes. Man, I remember uh, going to one of my first Pacer games that year. I remember um, uh, learning cursive writing. I remember doing that at that time, uh, learning how to do it for the first time. Um, not to say that I ever used that other than signing my name ever since, I don't even know, middle school, 
junior high, I, 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 somewhere in there. We st- just stopped using cursive. I remember 1994 was the beginning of my struggle with phonics and the English language as a whole. <laughs> there, was a, there was a breaking point in that year for you. It was like, yeah, this is going to be hard for the rest of my life. I'm just going to accept this as a second grader and, and move on. But luckily, Disney provided a significant amount of films to soothe me and bring me through them. One of which was the movie we're looking at here today. Yes, they did. Uh, so uh, in the year uh, 1994, we'd like to give you a refresher. What politically, sports, entertainment, everything that was happening. So uh, for sports, we had the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. The uh, Rockets won their first of back-to-back titles. There was no champion in Major League Baseball because everybody was on strike and the year was canceled. There's rumors right now of things happening right now uh, in Major League Baseball uh, that we're hoping won't cancel it again. Um, The World Cup was this year. Uh, Brazil won it and they won it hosted in the United States. I believe it was Los Angeles area mostly uh, where it was located at. Um, and then, that was a big year. That was yes. like they they say 1994 was the birth of soccer in the United States. Like it was that was big the big year. year. Became big. It was States. huge. Um, you know, also huge was the scandal of Tanya Harding. Sick. I remember this. I do not remember this happening, but I have watched the documentaries and the uh, I Tanya. I Tanya watched that. What the hooting hollering. Uh, experience that that was but when she (laughs) set out some goons to take down nancy kerrigan physically Uh try to take her out that was what was happening in sports and that's not the last crazy thing to happen that 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 year eddie take us through politics where where to even begin this was the big whitewater scandal with uh president clinton uh, you had Haiti invaded so that democracy could be reestablished. Uh, but probably the biggest thing that happened politically um, was that Nelson Mandela becomes the president of South Africa, which was kind of the, um, if there ever is an official end, but kind of the signaling of the end of apartheid there in in South Africa. So that was a, a rather significant moment in political history. Eddie, go ahead and take us through entertainment. I know you're dying to talk over this entertainment stuff, and I'll, I'll, I'll end us with the random stuff. But So the first one is you got to, like, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston came out this year, which was a pretty significant song. I was thinking of that um, even this weekend because it was the 30th anniversary of Whitney Houston opening the Super Bowl in mm-hmm. Tampa uh, with her rendition of the Star Spangled Banner, which is kind of the gold standard now. Oh, and, yes. and I think most people kind of think like that's one of their favorite renditions they've ever heard. Um, interestingly enough, though, I found the NFL didn't want her to do that rendition. They thought it was too risky, that it was too different. <laughs> and, thinking, <laughs> and thinking of it now, like because they played it over the weekend, like kind of yeah. let you revisit some of it. And it's way more tamed than the actual anthem was that they actually played to this this weekend. Right. So it made right. zero sense. Uh, so the um, big movie um, that came out, there was actually two rather significant. This is the year that Schindler's List came out. Spielberg gets his Oscar. 
Uh, and the highest grossing film of the year um, was The Lion King, which we will review here coming up. Um, be a pretty, um, pretty significant film there. But TV shows, Friends. Mm, rewatching Friends right now. Every time I get a little bit of an Amazon gift card, I buy another season of it to uh, continue going. We're, we're at, we got four or five seasons now. What's it was on a streaming service it's for on a HBO while. Max. It's on HBO Max now. It was on Friends. It was on it was on Friends. It was, it was on Netflix. Netflix. Sarah watched it while it was on Netflix. I just can never get into that show. Everybody tries to convince me and this or that. I'm sorry. Um I just can't do I'm it. Sorry, Eddie. Um I'm just a How I Met Your Mother fan. That's that's my group of friends sitcom that thing. you know, everything. Um yeah. And then you put in the notes here, Lamb Chops Play Along. I have no idea what you're talking about. Have you never watched Lamb Chops Play Along, Eddie? You just need to Google like that. Like the right kids now. show? The kids show. I saw it. Pop Lamb up. Chops, yeah. Lamb Chops. It launched in 1984. It released in 1994. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure that it did not go unnoticed. Um, thank you for including that. That um, had no significant bearing on my life whatsoever. It could have been in the random section, uh, but there's a lot of craziness in there. The good stuff, we had Netscape Navigator was first the first successful, commercially successful web browser. I love that, that it's came. successful web browser. There's all kinds of caveats in here because I'm sure there was a web browser before this, but this be the, it, it, it was a big moment to get Netscape. Sure out into the world. Um, and then we also have two not so fun ones, John Candy. He was in our, one of our previous films with, um, cool runnings. May he rest in peace in 1994. And then we also had huge loss, huge, huge loss, loss, huge loss. But then also OJ Simpson and the white Bronco, uh, chase that captured the United States. Eddie, do you remember this moment? I do remember this moment. I remember being in gym class, and I think um, Mr. Bickley was our gym teacher. Ooh. And From the it recesses was like, of your brain. It was like playing on the radio. I remember just like playing in the gym <laughs> and everybody asking about this, and like there was all of, you know, this, you know, commotion over it. And I just, I remember not understanding, like, why is everybody why all is worked up deal? about this? Why, why is, is this, this a big deal? And I guess still to this day, I'm just like, why was this a big deal? Why, you know? Have you I watched? Any, have you watched any of the uh, documentaries no, or dramas about no, it? No, no, it's in, it's riveting. No. It's riveting stuff. Sure, sure it is. Sure it is. The glove fit. What what else do I need to know? So you, because of how the verdict happened, you are not engaged with I any of any, any. I don't know. I just totally said that up because I, I heard that one time. And so you don't even know, Eddie, it. I want to challenge you to spend some time with OJ Simpson versus America, America versus OJ Simpson or uh, any of the long form uh, content. Challenge not accepted. <laughs> to quote, unquote, uh, how I match your mother for you. Well, yeah, I've just since you, since you will not indulge me anymore on that, looks like we need to end our walk through our waltz through 1994. Um, waltz, our waltz, waltz. through because um, I'm I'm gonna pull out. I wish I had one, but I'm gonna pull out my golden gun 
so that we can get this episode started because we are going to be talking about Iron Will. Cue the Disney-ish sound effect. Okay, Eddie, let's uh, let's talk about this IMDb description. Okay. It's a good one. It's a good one. A brave young man is thrust into adulthood as he and his courageous team of sled dogs embark on a grueling and treacherous cross-country marathon. See, I thought you were going to go more like an early century radio announcer. A brave young man is thrust into adulthood as he and his courageous team of sled dogs embark on a grueling and treacherous cross-country marathon. Marathon. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I should have done. You could have, well, you could have gone both ways. Uh, The transatlantic sound. (laughs) I'm a big fan of that sound. Uh, I love old yes, so Iron Will, you, you obviously grew up with this film. I did not. We came from different places. But did we meet Vader. at the same place? That is what so, we're going to talk about today. So to say that this is one of my mom's favorite movies is, is an understatement. Like, it is one that if... It's not watched two or three times in the course of the year. Like I, I I'd be shocked if it's not There's a at wellness least that check month. being called for for your. For yeah, your yeah. I mean, it is. It is a frequently watched film. It is one of my mom's easily top ten, if if not higher. Um, it was this last Christmas. I think we all like gathered and watched it together when we were all together. Um, you know, to introduce it to the kids. I, I remember when like DVDs were f- first coming around and stuff. And it was like, mom's like, you, you got to find me Iron Will on DVD. Got to find <laughs> Iron Will on DVD. Uh, we had it on VHS. Um, yeah, it was frequently watched. Now, we are huge animal lovers. We are very much um, kind of your diet in the cloth dog people right so this movie pulls at all of those heartstrings i was expecting this to be more dog centric but it's really not no it's very light on the dog side of things uh i was anticipating another white fang situation brewing but it didn't. It went in a very different direction than I was anticipating. You had no um, crazy wolf attacks. Let's just get that out of the Ooh, way. Yes, it, it held true to science. This is this is important to you. Do now. not wolves do not attack human beings. Don't they? Don't hunt them. Don't lie so about. Thank wolves you, in your whoever films. directed this. Thank you, Disney, for righting the wrongs of mm-hmm. your past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I felt. I felt seen. Anyways, vindicated. Um, although uh, when I when I popped in this movie and my wife walked by, her first question was, "Isn't this supposed to be the Balto movie?" <laughs> it's like, no, baby, this is not the. Uh, my wife, yeah, nope. She- so to to her question, um, the the what a year and a half ago when Disney Plus came out. One of their first original films was a movie called Togo, 
which is the actual real story yes. about the Balto race, which reveals to you Balto was like the last dog that did very little. He just happened to be the final one. Togo is the real hero dog. In that. And it, it was actually a really good movie. Yeah, no interest. That's when we that's when we had like a big family moment. Like we watched Togo and then we were all like, oh, we have to watch Iron Will now. And we all watched Iron Will because we love our dog movies. Yes, yes. So staple in the Ferguson household. Big, yeah, big that's film. well established now. I know you're dying to know, did I enjoy this film or was I barreling just through it as fast as possible? Where do you think I ended up with this? I think you ended up enjoying this movie. Eddie. The first 10 minutes, first 15, 20 minutes. Yep. Hard out on it. Sure. By golly, something happened. And by the end of it, I was, I was, a wreck, an emotional wreck. So as let's that, skip. As th- oh my yes. gosh. I, Let- I, I, I didn't want to like this movie and I did. There's things that I'm like, I know this is corny right here. I know these things are whatever, but when he is near that finish line, I'm just like my heart. There's, we'll come back to the moment that really, really sealed the deal for me. But yes, I, thoroughly enjoyed this film yes and, and and i agree with you the the beginning is a little it's a little slow getting going and let's just be kind of crass about this it's like as soon as the dad dies boom <laughs> we're off to the races sharp Literally. right turn sharp right turn it's, <laughs> yeah, at the it's begin- headed down a sappy route that i mean they're still sappy throughout this film but like sure it's, it's headed to a place where you're just like i don't really want to <sighs> necessarily be here then the dad dies, and it's a night and day turn. Right. It's, it's, it's intense. You feel it, and then you it just propels it forward. Because he's kind of an annoying little kid up at the front, mm-hmm. and but he has this really crazy, not crazy, but strong transformation throughout. Um, all, a lot of the characters are kind of a part of that as well, just kind of like war of attrition to get to the end. Man, yeah. Man, no, you just kind of... You have this moment with the uh, now disgraced Kevin Spacey, um, who 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 shows up and uh, kind of fronts the money for him to get into the race, and he's just I, using it for headlines. Just or he's using just it using it for headlines. But that just kind of that whole premise that gets set up in that ballroom scene immediately just kind of sets up a very interesting drama. You know. Pe- He's obviously out of his league. He could barely even get into it. Can, and and we're not even, can he run the race, finish the race, win the race? But now it's, can he navigate all of the politics of this? Can he mm-hmm. navigate this newsman who's obviously going to be using him and taking advantage of him to, to sell more newspapers? Like, h- how is he going to, na- that's that's good drama, right? When you've got just so many different elements of conflict coming in and all of these things are mounting against your protagonist and it's, can he uh, overcome such insurmountable odds? It just really builds the tension well. 
we even start off with a, it has a very Olympics feel because you've got all these people from all these different countries. I laughed audibly when the Iceland people, they had them. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, the, they kept on calling them their champion. So a little bit of Harry Potter feel, a little bit of Goblet of Fire, the Norwegian champion, the Iceland champion, all of those things. Get the little bit of the Olympics, little America, like he's our American champion trying to get to finish line, especially after um, the cowboy is is out of the picture. Right. That was, kind of protecting, that was kind of protecting him. But what really, really worked for me was, was the fact that it wasn't a, a, a boy with all these men just trying to get across the across Canada by themselves out in the middle of nowhere the whole time. The fact that they had to come into camp every night Mm-hmm. Kind of like one gave them sense of like, okay, now we're gonna we're gonna regroup. We got new challenges, new like you said, politics, mm-hmm. and then they're able to recharge, figure out okay, how we're we gonna do better tomorrow, and then go back out and start afresh. Instead of it just being one giant wilderness experience, you get that coming back in, and you get our people who's gonna come in first, who's gonna come in last. Where's everybody p- set, situated? It gives the story a sense of just kind of pulsing, right? Of uh, of of ebb and flow. Out it's like, and in, out yeah, and it's, in. It's, with the tide. it's a good roller coaster where you kind of come up a hill, then you come down, and then you come up, and then you come down. This whole story structure just really, and it builds to that final moment. And yes. I think once you get to that final moment, you've had such a a roller coaster of emotions that when you get there, it's just like. Ugh. I appreciated, What's happen? Yeah, I appreciated all of the different characters that they had in this sure. film uh, from Kevin Spacey's character, Kingsley, like we had talked about, um, Bork, the the main uh, bad guy in this film. Uh, the, so you got Kingsley, uh, Jonah, you see uh, who's one of the big financial backers for this thing. You see a turn for him where uh, he's got his big line where he's like, when I look into that boy's eyes, I see myself <laughs> a dim chance and a bright hope. Like it's got a little bit of like sappiness, but you see his turn from the guy who was basically cheating him out of being even being in the thing to there. Um, you've got uh, Brian Cox's character who is doing his best Brian Cox stuff, being the villain guy. Oh yeah, who's just like like side dealing wheel and trying to get him to to uh, take the bait to get out of the race in particular so he can win. Um, uh, there's all, uh, I just loved the fact that we got to have all these here, even just the random guy. I think his name was Lenny. He's on the, mm-hmm. he's frozen on the side and he just comes straight in and he like, goes straight in, <laughs> isn't moving at all. There was just so many characters to make this such a more interesting story than most of the wilderness um, right. Trek. Uh, dog sled movies and there's so little time spent on the dog there's a little bit with the white lead dog but overall it's mostly a story about this boy and this kid just trying to get to the end yeah and and i think that's any good uh coming of age story or you know good adventure story that it isn't monochromatic you know it isn't just boy against nature um, it is uh, all of those those different elements that we keep kind of talking about of uh, the loss of his dad and how does a guy you know how does a boy kind of step out of his dad's shadow and become a man on his own how how can he prove to himself that he is capable of such a huge physical task 
How can he learn how to navigate people trying to take advantage of him or people who are working against him? How does he work? And, you know, all of these things, it's just kind of that multifaceted um, aspect of the story just makes it come that more alive that you're you're rooting for him like everybody in the story eventually ends up rooting for him. With a fruitcake and a homemade whistle. (laughs) Iron will. (laughs) Iron will. Uh, There's some good lines in this. I I wrote down several. I'd write down several, but what were some of your um, favorites? I've kind of listed off a few of mine. Um, I always Ned. Ned is one of my favorite characters. I think he's, you know, he gives we we gave it in the intro. But one of my favorites is run longer, sleep less. It's the only way you'll win. Is that the Indian guy or no? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. And- can, we, can we just stop for a second and talk about when he drags him out of the house, throws yes. him into the snow. Training starts now. <laughs> so let's yes, let's talk about this. Every good rise above movie, right, has that training sequence montage. montage, The training montage. We've talked about it in Mighty Ducks. We've talked about it in Cool Runnings. Here we see it in Iron Will. But this is like the gritty. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken. Wild Hearts Can't Be Broken as it? Yes. A couple different montages. Two Two of them. You've got the blind and the non blind one. Yep. So, yes, it's you've got Ned. He's just this wonderful character. I, I tried writing down some of the things he was saying, but he was talking so fast and giving so much information. I couldn't rem- I couldn't keep up, and I had to stop trying to type it. So one of my favorites is Will ask him, uh, "How do I know who to trust?" And Ned's response is, "Trust the dogs." Of course, he says that. What? What a line! Come on. Always trust the dogs, except Always. if you don't like dogs like me, then don't trust them. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what else did you write down? Um, or oh, the uh, his thing the first day I, the first day you sleep five hours, then yes. four hours, then three, then two, then one, then you don't sleep. <laughs> like you're gonna win by total exhaustion, and you yeah, see it, I, you see it at the end, very end, where it's like he barely he falls asleep halfway through. Yeah. Uh, I loved how everyone was freaking out over a hundred dollars and sabotaged themselves just to win that random bet. Like so many people <laughs> lost out on that whole thing on day one because they tried to get be the first one down that hill. Yeah, you dumb idiots! Like seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, my my quotes just left me. Oh, uh, another one. Uh, I'll wager $5,000. He doesn't make it. I'll take that bet <laughs> with Jonah. But definitely one of the best moments, uh, the most earn, one of the most earned moments. The whole time I'm watching Kingsley do his thing, I'm like, they. this is too much uh, using Will for his... Like At some point, Kingsley has to have his come up at smoke moment where... Yeah. Even though he's on the right side, he's doing it for all the wrong reasons. At some point, he has to have that moment. And Will comes in and just, he's already just like like beat up on um, uh, Bork. Uh, and then he goes up and he just like lays in, lays Levels into him. Kingsley. And then, 
And then the guy's like, uh, I'm trying to find it. Um, so he punches in and then uh, he said, what's tomorrow's headline going to be Mr. Kingsley? <laughs> um, I, it was such an earned moment. And I thought that would be the end of it. And then, and then of course, Kingsley then has his like, Oh, I just realized what I've been doing. And he comes to help will in the end, right. um, to help him get out from being, uh, uh, or I guess he is doing the blackmailing. I don't know what's what's going on for Brian. But Cox's brings character. brings his mom, brings Ned to the finish mm-hmm. line. You know, yes, you see a full kind of redemption of Kingsley as a whole. Yeah, a line a line that probably isn't going to be uh, in a 2020 version of this film. I'm putting the mother and the Indian on the train to St. Paul. <laughs> don't tell the kid. Probably not going to phrase it like that. Just uh, no. I guess no. We would be a little bit more sensitive. Just a little bit. Uh, but yes, so that that was one of the big moments was uh, that whole bar room where he just like he comes at Bork and he's just like, I'm not afraid of you. I'm coming like he needed that moment of like, I'm I feel like that was his I'm a man moment. Not that driving through the wilderness uh, on a sled wasn't man enough, but like he had that like, I'm not a boy anymore. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to sit and cower. He you. stands up for himself. Pulls out the yeah. gun. He's like, I you come near me. I will whatever. Um, that was a, that was such an awesome, awesome, cool. Like, yeah, yes, that's the moment we were waiting for. And I, I think all of these just kind of keep building to that final moment at the finish line, right? Like, yeah. And and that is, please tell me, like you were whistling Will's tune on the couch, <sighs> Eddie, as you were watching this. I was just wait. I was sit- yeah. Sorry, you got to do it one more time. Yeah, when he <laughs> when he's like falling over, and he can't and he's and the little kid is like, come on, Will. And then someone starts saying, get up, Will. He he starts singing that. I'm just like, I'm getting chills right now. Just like, <gasps> I know everybody starts whistling it. And then they're just, he's just going and going, man, that they drug and that. the dogs are pulling them. The, you oh. know, Gus turns around and Gus is pulling on it, trying to get him to go. Everybody's just rooting for him. It's the ending I wanted for cool runnings, but we didn't get that right. We got the, uh, the, they crashed. I know it's based on a true story. So they had to do a real, Oh, this is a question. I forgot to look this up. Is this based on a true story? Or is this all fabrication? <clears throat> this is inspired okay, by so there's, a true story. There was once a dog sled team. And that's um, how the story got. <laughs> and there was a guy, um, Campbell, I think was his last name who did run the race. Um, and he used the winnings to save the family farm. Like it, the big there was something. pieces of the story are there. The actual kind of Will Stoneman, he's fictional and kind of the, the intricacies of the story. But yeah, it is very much inspired. No, I mean, that ending just gives you chills. It is a very, um, yeah, inspiring, rousing. What did you think of Bork being attacked by his dogs? Felt a little unearned. It felt like a little bit like of all oh, the see, things I, that would have happened, like the I dogs kind of felt like it was. Exp- I felt like it was also expected. It was almost, you know, you saw him disrespect them so much, always push it. And, and that final uh, kind of push there. Um, what? He's whipping the dogs the whole way through and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. What I find odd is that he takes Will with him on the shortcut. 
and that will chooses to go with him. That's that every time I watch that, I'm always a little like, really, really, you would follow him through this. But you well, get that. I think it's because he he realized that he was he needed some way to get to the front of the pack because right, he was right. so far behind that that was the only way that he could win was to follow him down that way. What was funny was all of the moments where they bring him out by water and by the ice and he chooses to go the long way. He does that two two or three times throughout the film. So th- then this moment they're like, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to finally do it. So I thought he was gonna be crossing a lake or something like that. He doesn't. He just travels next to water. And it was like, I know that it's similar to the way his dad died, but it didn't have the same effect of like, you have to physically cross the water. He's just like <laughs> sliding next to it. And I was like, uh, I wanted a little, and you can't even see the water in a lot of the shots. I wanted more of that. So on that final moment, go watch Togo then, because there's this epic scene of the dogs the sled going across uh, like a bay, like a fjord. And there's like the chunks of the ice are lifting up and they're like catapulting off of it and sliding onto another piece of ice. And like, they really, uh, you know, play it up play it huge up a bit, yeah. in, in Togo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, but you get your like crossing water on yeah. a dog sled moment in that movie. So. Yeah, here it's like, yeah, I, He's I don't know. Next to it, yeah. He's, but neither of us have ever done much dog sledding in our life. We don't know how hard that is to keep a dog sled from sliding in the water. Could be really hard. Could be really, really hard. We will never we know. Don't know. We will never know because I will never never be, know. I will. You'll never, never do a dog sledding. I will never be doing dog sledding. I just immediately get this image of us trying it but i put you in the basket and i'm the guy on the back and you're just like you've got like a blanket and you're all just like i would look up. like i would look like uh, and you'd be Will. miserable you'd be miserable like all snuggled. Would, i almost all you could see is my nose and it's bright red and, and i would be in the back be like jp isn't this so cool and you're no. like why no why did i can why did i let you convince me to do something else this stupid I would never knowingly choose to go to a winter location. <laughs> if That's I have what choice. you pull out about this is the winter location. Well, cause we're, it's like, it, it's, it's February right now. It's cold. I just looked on my, on my weather app. It's going to be a low of five degrees this week for us. I oh, know it's, it's freezing. It's, it's colder for you up in Indiana. Like that's why I left. That's why I left eight years ago, eight or no, 10 year 10 years ago today, not today. Ten years ago, this month is when I left and moved to California. Out of I was going to uh, say, if it was today, that would be like, whoa, we've no. got to celebrate. I moved to California ten years ago. I no longer live there now, but I'm still it south. Is, it the ground? We have a solid sheet of ice, and then there is snow on top of that. That that snow is frozen, like it's not soft in any way. It's hard frozen snow. And then it is flurrying snow right now as we speak, uh, putting another dusting on top nope. of it. Nope. Nope. Um, nope. And right nope. now it is a balmy 16 degrees outside. So, I'm getting way colder. Just thinking. But we're we're getting down to negative nine within the next week. 
Is it going to be a polar vortex again? We'll be looking at another polar vortex. I sure hope not. That would be that'd that be would awful. Suck. So that makes us appreciate what Will Stoneman went through here and why he gets uh, frostbite. That's another great one when they all like show off their frostbite wounds. Uh, if you get any frostbite, tell me which one and I'll cut it off. Your pee freezes before it hits the ground. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, Eddie. We have reached we have reached the the finish line of this review. Where what are we rating this? Isn't it obvious? It's a full five from me. Full five. Five glorious, wonderful gummy worms. It it's getting it's getting five. I don't know how I can go less than going up to gummy worms out of fruit snacks. Like it doesn't It's that ending, right? The ending. Yeah. You were probably, I'm going to guess you were like a solid four, like building each, each 15 minutes, another fruit snack gets added and we hover at four for a while. And then that ending, you're just like, my only thing is that I don't have the nostalgia factor for this film sure. like many of the other ones that we gave five. So I'm going to stay keep it at fruit snack level. Like it's okay. it surpassed my expectations. It's not the extra level of gummy worms that like bring me back to my childhood and bring back all the other memories. This is a, f- a new experience. Um, so we're going to keep it for uh, five. Uh, Do you snacks. foresee... Uh, bringing the family in, watching this together. A little bit more family-friendly than Three Musketeers. <laughs> Just slightly. Yeah, no, I think I definitely think so. I think uh, especially as my son gets a little bit older and um, kind of is more understanding of what's going on, I think he'll really enjoy this film uh, when we revisit it here in the next couple of years. And like I've mentioned a couple of times, if you want to see what they would have done if they made this movie nowadays, um, you can go check out Togo because <laughs> it's a very similar but different story. In Togo, it's like a race to bring a vaccine to a rural village in uh, Alaska. Um, and there they just really ramp up these epic dog sledding moments. Um that one's a little bit different because it's not so much uh, other people are antagonistic. Um, it's all nature. It's like the race against time and nature, but it's still really good. Willem Dafoe is in it. Oh, he's yeah. a great. He's a great actor. If his uh, if his dad wasn't dead, there's no way he wouldn't have done it. He's he's not doing this. They he they he'd already made up his decision. He wasn't going to do it. His dad wasn't going to do it. Um, so this this whole none of this I wouldn't have probably I probably would have forced myself just for the sake of this podcast to finish that story. Mm-hmm. This way better story, way better ending, way better journey. Yeah, and sure. I think the unintended moral consequence here is that you will get something out of life by sleep deprivation. Uh, science proves you otherwise that you need sleep. Don't run longer and sleep less. It will, um, it it will kill you, as also, it almost did. Will also do whatever you can, almost kill yourself for money. <laughs> yes, it's a great, it's a great one too. But it's all in the. But we gotta save the family farm. Any dad tips in this, Eddie? 
Um, teach your kid how to whistle. Yes. That's that's an important trait. Um, yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're going to take the time to teach them how to build furniture, I think you could take a few free seconds to learn how to whistle. I would say going to teach your kid to do something you got to start by throwing them face first in the snow <laughs> brush a little snow on it and then start your montage that's yes that's how all good montages start but thank you so much for listening to this episode uh honey we made a disney podcast uh if you we have got so many more films coming we like we said at the top this is the beginning of 1994 we have we've got so some great movies yes. good good ones um, starting with next week's, did you grow up watching this one? Is this one you I remember? I watched it once before. This but was not I, like an I, I absolute favorite. The trailer, but, I remember seeing the trailer yeah. for this. But it's a really good one. We will be reviewing Blank Check, yes. which examines what happens if you give a middle schooler way too much money. So we're going a hard right from the, uh, from right. the, uh, um, battling just, nature and stuff like that too what if you get what if you gave a kid a bunch of money right which is the antithesis of our childhood yes <laughs> in a word yes 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 uh, but thank you for listening please go on to itunes or itunes whatever uh, apple podcast uh, stitcher spotify wherever and please rate us uh please give us uh five stars whatever you want we won't tell people what to give but we would love some five star ratings please let us know what you think about i'll tell you what to give give us five stars or don't give us anything eddie has less morals at this very moment he will tell you that (laughs) uh but thank you so much for listening uh to this episode